Hello and welcome to today's podcast on plateaus in fat loss. So this podcast is coming off the back of a couple of conversations I've had with some customers and some long-term clients and it's something that can be really frustrating for people to deal with when they've been having great success losing lots of body fat and just as they're seeing the end in sight and they're feeling like they're about to reach their kind of goal weight or goal size they suddenly find that their fat loss starts to slow down and they're not sure why and it can become incredibly frustrating and in the kind of best case scenario people stay at their weight um it might not be where they wanted to but they kind of just stay maybe a, a kilo or two higher than where they want to be and in kind of worst case scenarios people kind of have this kind of like throw the towel in mentality where of course things aren't working they kind of bounce back the other side and unfortunately start regaining all the weight that they've done so well to lose so I wanted to do a podcast on this to one kind of make you understand kind of what might be happening biologically in your body um, and then two kind of give you some ideas on how to fix that because I'm a strong believer knowledge is power with everything so if you understand why things might be happening you can then try and fix it uh, for yourself so Let's take, for example, what might have happened as said. So whether it was a real planned weight loss, kind of fat loss diet journey or whether it was kind of accidental to lose weight, your body has to be in a calorie deficit. And I'm kind of repeating this um, podcast on podcast now, but I just need to understand that. So the kind of laws of physics kind of dictate that your body fat is basically a store of energy in your body and your body will go and tap into that store of energy when it's not got enough coming through food consumption or drink consumption. So if let's say for example you have been losing a pound of body fat every week so every time you stand on the scales it's dropping roughly a pound um we know that the scales fluctuate but let's just say hypothetically it's dropping a pound every week you can be quite confident you're creating quite a big deficit so one pound of body fat is equivalent to about 3500 calories so every week that's roughly the deficit you've been in which if Every day of the week was exactly the same. That means by every day you're eating about 500 calories less than what your body's been needing. So it's been tapping into your fat stores and getting its 500 calories from there instead. I said for some of you, you might have been very aware what your deficit was because you might have been tracking everything you're kind of consuming and knowing to kind of the calorie what your intake is. For others, it might have just been a change of lifestyles kind of created a bit of a deficit for you. And um, you kind of just enjoyed the kind of process along the way. So when you get then to a plateau in your weight loss, what we're really talking about is we're suddenly not in that calorie deficit anymore. So um, weight loss might be happening just on a much, much slower basis. So instead of maybe 500 calories a day in a deficit, you might be down to kind of 50 calories or 100 calories a day deficit. So it might now take a month to lose one pound of body fat and maybe two months if done consistently rather than every week. Um, Now, there's a couple of reasons for this. And the first one on kind of really a scientific level, we just think of our bodies a bit more like a robot is um, when your body starts to shrink in size. So let's say you've lost half a stone of body weight. Your body now is lighter and it doesn't take so much effort to move. So your day to day task, um, walking up the stairs, running to the and running after the kids, I don't know, doing the housework all of that kind of just day-to-day movement now takes less energy. Um, as well as if you're exercising, how much effort it takes, I don't know, to go for a run or to do a press-up or to do a squat or anything kind of body weighty is now going to be easier because there's less weight of your body to move. So your body doesn't need to use so many calories to move it. 
So what that will do over time is it will reduce down what's called our basal metabolic rate. Um, if you have no idea what that is, if you listen to one of my previous podcasts um, called your TDEE, um, Energy Out, um, it will cover that. But that's basically your BMR is your is the amount of calories your body burns at rest. Um, so that's just basically to function. And then on top of that BMR um, is, the, as I said, the energy that we use to kind of move and to exercise. And that, I said, will also decrease in the smaller body you are in. So overall, then, your calorie expenditure during the day, which is our TDEE, our total daily energy expenditure, is going to be lower if we're in a smaller body. So what might have been a 500 calorie deficit per day six months ago when you first started, if you're living exactly the same in regards to kind of eating habits and your movement habits and your exercise habits, over those six months as your body has shrunk, now your calorie deficit of 500 might be down to 300 or it might be down to 200 because your body has made efficiencies, nothing's as hard for it to do. So it's burning less calories. Um, and then assuming obviously you're eating the same, if you're eating the same, but you're now burning less, your deficit has, has, has decreased. So that's the kind of scientific level in regards to your BMR. What also quite often happens, so not only does your body take less um, energy to move and to exercise, but you'll generally find if you've been in quite a heavy calorie deficit, and this more, I would say, generally applies to people that have been purposely dieting, you'll find that your energy levels have reduced and actually your non-exercise activity, thermogenesis or what we call NEAT, will decrease because you'll, you'll do weird things like you won't twitch so much, you won't fidget so much. You might just, I don't know, things like sat in the living room. If you if you want to go and get your drink the other side of the room, you might not be bothered to go and get it. You might not want to get on the floor and play with the kids. Um, it might be go to the park instead of getting involved playing with the children you just sit on the bench um, all those things kind of can subconsciously happen because your energy levels are lower and if your energy levels are lower and you're not moving so much you're then not burning so many calories again um, same as if you're going to like exercise classes or to the gym if you've been running on quite low calories in a deficit for quite a long time you might find your energy levels again aren't that high and you don't push yourself very hard and so the kind of calories that you're expending well, in the gym are maybe lower than they would have been six months ago. And if you're not training so hard in the gym, your body doesn't need to recover so much after going to the gym. And so, again, the calories that it would normally use to kind of rebuild your muscles stronger, um, they're not getting used as much as well. So it can kind of hit from both sides there. Now, the looking at a slight different angle, then the other massive thing that might happen is kind of behavioural change. So with the best will in the world, most people, if there's, as I said, and this especially applies if they've been feeling like they've been following a diet and they've been tracking their calories or they've been really kind of focused on, on kind of losing body fat, is we become fatigued mentally and physically from it. So trying to, let's say, calorie count consistently every day accurately can be really time consuming and really mentally draining. And so what quite often happens is although your intentions might still be in the best place, things can cut kind of slip slightly. So it might be the tiniest things that you're not weighing every out, every ingredient out anymore. You might feel that you're quite good at eyeballing stuff now. So you've just been kind of making your meals as you thought exactly the same, but actually in reality, they might be sneaking a few extra calories in here and there, which might not seem a lot per meal, but if it's 50 calories per meal across a day, across a week, that again can really be slowing down your um 
your progress. It might be you've just started introducing a little bit more socialising back into your life because again, some people when they first go into a diet phase are really kind of focused on it and they'll turn down a lot of invites into going out for meals or going around for Sunday lunch dinners or they're turning down puddings or they're not grabbing a chocolate bar when they go to the garage. And over time, those small little things might start of just kind of coming back in which isn't, I said, I've got no judgment on this. It's not it's not wrong or right. And you can live your life how you want. And I would hate people to turn down kind of socialising forever because they're trying to lose weight. But it's more for you to understand that even if it's one takeaway a fortnight, if you've gone really large on that takeaway, which a lot of them are calorie wise, you might have wiped out your whole calorie deficit for that week. Um, in a space of one evening um, or if you're going out on I don't know a hen do or a stag do where there's been lots of kind of meals out and drinking out again that could be two weeks worth of kind of calorie deficit wiped out in one weekend so I said it doesn't take much for that to happen and quite often you'll find as well that if you have lost a lot of weight and you might have gained a lot of confidence in your body sometimes that kind of enables people to feel more confident to go socializing which is amazing and that's really really a good positive result but the negative of that is obviously they're then actually doing behaviours, eating differently and drinking differently than they would have done when they were maybe a lot more insecure and kind of staying at home and weren't comfortable with their bodies. So um, this is where there's sometimes a bit of a kind of payoff on, on kind of what's more important to you. And I would always say your kind of happiness is your number one kind of importance. Um, so the other things that might have played an impact into uh, your reduced fat loss might be a change in something a bit more external to you. So um, it might be simple things like as a client I was talking to the other day um, who's got a baby that's about eight months old and her baby was a total real kind of, I say non-sleeper, didn't like to sleep in a cot or, or anything at home. So twice a day she was marching around the streets of her local town for nearly two hours at a time to keep their sleep their kid asleep in a nap. And now kind of four months on, they're sleeping well, they're getting a nap in at home. Um, the mum's got a lot more time to kind of get chores done around the house and to have a bit of a rest. But what that does mean is she kind of accidentally without even realising was walking nearly four hours a day for about three months and had real rapid weight loss. Um, and now she's not walking that many hours a day. She's still going out, but she's going out for like a half an hour walk, not kind of two, two hour walks. It's her energy expenditure has reduced massively. And I said, it wasn't something she planned. She didn't go for a walk planning to lose weight. She went for a walk to get her kids to sleep. Um, so by the child changing their behaviours, that's impacted the mum's behaviours, which has then impacted their calories. Um, other things like that can, can change is we're very seasonal in England in regards to obviously our weather but also our behaviours attached to our weather um, and our daylight hours so it might be that you're really successful when the season most of the time people are better in the summer um, in regards to calorie expenditure but sometimes not sometimes kind of winter people don't really do a lot they kind of stay in the house especially when it's dark and it's wet and it's horrible spring sometimes people are real kind of have this like new lease for life they're going to get out and about and they're doing a lot more active stuff outside and they kind of start wanting to eat better as the southern weather gets better and then quite often the kind of summer hits and it's either they've lost the enthusiasm that they had in spring or social scene kind of increases during the summer school holidays and sometimes throw people off their routines so it can really really change so again when you look at kind of why you might have been losing weight really well four months ago and not now quite often if you look at those kind of other external um, influences into how you've been behaving you can sometimes pinpoint the difference
Okay, so that's a bit of a background into why sometimes plateaus can happen. As I said, they all come back to the same thing, that somehow your body has stopped being into a calorie deficit and it's kind of come into even a tiny calorie deficit or you're kind of just sitting around maintenance. And when we're talking maintenance, so think of it as kind of a rolling average. So it's not one day, it's not like you hit midnight and then your body suddenly decides whether it's going to increase or um, decrease the body fat. It's a constant rolling kind of moving pattern. So um, it's about kind of what you've been doing for the long term, not the short term. So as I said, when we're looking to come and fix it, there, there's, there's two options here. So the option that most people take is I'm just going to drop my calories lower. So if you've been someone that's been counting calories and let's say your maintenance when you first started six months ago was, let's say, the calculators were saying about 2,100 calories. And from that, you thought, right, I'll take off 400 calories a day. So you've been eating about 1,700 calories. But that is where you've now got to this plateau. Now, what most people think they'll do is they'll just drop from 1,700 calories even further down and they'll now say they need to eat 1500 calories. Now, in principle, that's that's fine. Your body should lose weight. Um, but in reality, it's probably not going to be a very enjoyable process for you. Um, so either you're going to kind of bounce out of it and not achieve it because it's not enjoyable. Um, or your behaviour is going to change. So what will happen generally if you go on a low calorie diet and anything I would say kind of 1600 calories down is is considered low calorie is um you'll generally find you're going, you're going to be hungry quite a lot. It's very hard to eat low calories and not feel a sense of hunger. Now, hunger's okay, but sometimes people do find it uncomfortable to sit with a lot. Um, you're probably going to have quite low energy levels. Your sleep is probably going to be impacted. Your moods are probably definitely going to be impacted. Um, your brain function is probably going to be impacted as well. Um, so all these things together can then result in the impact that actually people don't sustain it. So um, although it might seem like a good idea to kind of go ultra low calories, um, the chances are long term you're not going to do it. And that's basically what happens on like what we call that yo-yo dieting. People, I don't know, do a cabbage leaf diet. Um, the, the calories are incredibly low. And yes, you will lose weight to start with. But it gets to a point where people get to the breaking point. They feel like rubbish. They've got no energy. Their gut doesn't know what's going on with it. And so they just revert back to eating high calorie and they put all the weight back on. Um, so instead of kind of going ultra low calorie, I think what's a lot better is to try and just refocus on what you were doing. So as I said earlier, um, a lot of the time the weight was plateaued because not necessarily your body's now not burning so many calories. Um, it's because you just kind of let things slip slightly. So I'd kind of have a refocus week and, and I'd really kind of look back at what you're doing and refocus on it so from a calories consuming point of view so what you're eating uh, somehow you want to start tracking this now if you enjoy counting calories or you're happy counting calories and you've done that previously get straight back onto counting calories weighing and measuring all your foods and inputting the data correctly into a, a fitness tracking um, app um, and really monitoring kind of what you are eating at the moment, because you might be surprised how much you've been eating extra than what you thought. Um, if you don't like tracking calories uh, for whatever reason, either because of time or because you don't like the kind of the mental approach you end up with, because some people can become a bit obsessed with it unhealthily, then really track your, your portions. So look at what you're eating and every meal kind of think about, have I got a good balance of food on here? Have I got 
a big load of protein, have got a lot of vegetables and fiber? Is there a small little bit of fat? Is there just a kind of little small handful of carbohydrates on there? And from those portions, just trying to crease down the volume of each of them as much as you can. Now you can keep your protein high, you can keep your vegetables high, just try and reduce your carbs and your fats down a little bit because then that will over time reduce your calories of that meal. Um, And then in regards to the calories you're expending, so in regards to your calories out, really kind of refocus. So have a look at your step count. So again, if you've been tracking your steps for a long time, you can look back at your kind of average maybe for the last six months and then evaluate based on this. So let's say for the whole six months of your fat loss journey, you have been really, really consistent at 10,000 steps and they have stayed 10,000 steps even up till now when your weight has plateaued. I would say what you need to do now is add on 20% onto it. So instead of your 10,000 steps, push it up to 12,000 steps. Just turn that dial up a little bit in regards to your calorie expenditure there. If you were doing 10,000 steps and actually now looking back at your data, it's really been dropping to eight, eight and a half. Some days at the weekend, it might be down to six or you've had a couple of days working from home and haven't left the desk and suddenly it's dropped to 3,000. Then I don't want you to change your target. I just want you to meet your target. So get back to focusing or doing 10,000 steps a day. The thing that got you the fat loss in the first place is often going to get you the thing in the long term as well. So sometimes you should refocus on those habits. Uh, You can look at your exercise. Now, I don't want this to be a kind of main focus. But again, just look at where you're going three times a week exercising, you now drop to two. Or where you're going five times and you're now only doing four. Um, or where you're doing a little bit of home exercise and now you're not doing any. And try and reintroduce what you were doing and keep it consistent. Now, this might be a good time for you to try a new thing. So if you stopped exercising in the way you were before, really have a think about, have you stopped just because life's kind of got in the way and once you refocus, you'll get back to it? Or have you stopped it because you actually didn't really enjoy it? And if you didn't enjoy it, that's absolutely fine. You, everyone's going to like the whole, their own preferences. But try something new so you can find something you enjoy. Because remember, everything that we're trying to do in a fat loss phase, we want to try and do in our maintenance phase afterwards. So let's say you get down to your target weight, your target clothes size, whatever it might be. 90% of your actions that got you there are going to be the, the actions that keep you there. So if exercising, if walking 10,000 steps, if eating 1,700 calories has been the way we got to fat loss, then 90% of that is going to be what keeps you at that size. So make sure every habit and behaviour and thing you try to implement now is something you're going to want to do on the long term as well. And then while you're doing all that, so once you're introducing, I said, some type of tracking to your meals and some type of structure in regards to the amount of steps you're doing, the exercise you're doing, I want you to really hone in and identify what might have, and I'm going to say gone wrong, and I don't mean gone wrong, what might have changed in this latest plateau. Because once you start focusing on what you're wanting to do now, you'll start probably identifying the things that have been slipping you up potentially for the last few weeks or the last few months. So, for example, one of my customers, um, it's another one with a young baby because I generally work a lot with people with young kids, is their child started weaning in the last kind of few months. Now, the, the parent didn't notice anything different in their eating habits, but what they hadn't factored in is on, t- on top of their meals that they were cooking for themselves and their partner, 
they were now constantly picking at the food that they were trying to wean their child with. And that was for two reasons. It was one, that they were trying to model kind of good eating practice to their child, which is, as I said, a really good technique. And I would never want you to stop doing that. So the child sees their mum eating and they want to copy and they learn how to kind of make their mouth movements to chew the food. Um, but also the other thing that's very kind of stereotypical with parents is we hate food waste. So if you're putting food in front of your kid and it's going to waste, quite often the parents will just kind of pick at it, either because they don't want to go to a waste or they just sat there staring at food for long enough that they end up just nibbling it as well because they know that the child's not going to eat it. So that kind of two meals a day, three meals a day as the child ages can again very quickly add a couple hundred calories onto that mum's kind of daily um, energy intake. So it's being really mindful of that. And so once you kind of find things that might have been tripping you up slightly, it's a lot better, easier to try and identify them and kind of make plans to fix them. So in that example, what I'd say to the mums actually eat their own dinner or their own lunch in front of the child so that they're eating all the nutrients that they want and then they won't be hungry. So what quite often happens is mums will often feed their kids and once their kids kind of happy and fed and playing, they'll then eat their own by which point they got hungry, they've been staring at the kids' food for kind of the last half an hour and they've actually picked a lot. If they eat their own food either before the child's eating or at the same time as the child's eating, the likelihood is once they eat their own, once the mum finishes eating their own plate of food, the, the leftovers that the kids kind of half chewed and spat out aren't going to look very appealing to them anymore. And they can be a lot more kind of structured just putting it in the food bin and just accepting there's going to be a bit of food waste. The other option is you literally just take off a bit of food off your own plate as the parent and just put a little bit of food onto your kid's plate one at a time so that you're only kind of passing over a little bit of food. So again, there's a lot less food waste attached to it. Um, it's just, as I said, a few little tricks to kind of really help you kind of manage those those little habits that can come in. So once you've identified, as I said, what might have changed in regards to your lifestyle that's kind of created the, the plateau in your weight loss you can make plans for it and then I also want you to look at kind of other things you can do so look at the environments you're in so you'll probably spend a lot of time in your workplace um, and a lot of time at home and look at these two things kind of independently and see how you can make some adaptions so it might be at home you've kind of got into a habit that every Friday night's become a bit of a takeaway night um could you change that takeaway night instead of once a, a week to maybe once a fortnight or maybe even once a month? So you're not ruling it out. You're just kind of reduce the amount of times that it's going to have an impact onto your kind of fat loss journey. Um, it might be that you have continued kind of, um, sorry, I've got words like driving your children to school or to nursery, even though we kind of come into summer and you didn't really break that habit from last winter. So it might be that if your children are still in nursery now, I know we're in the summer holidays, um, could you start walking them to school? Or it could be when your kids go back to school in September, could you start um, walking them instead of driving them until kind of the bad weather catches up with us again? Um, it might be during the school holidays, if you have got young children, that you kind of look at the activities you're doing and figure out how they can be more active. Um, we want children to be as active as possible anyway, so try and make the things kind of more activity-based, so more cycling or scootering or walking or swimming and less kind of just kind of sitting in front of a cinema screen or something. And then maybe looking at work, looking at kind of what you're doing at work. So has it become a kind of habit that when you have work meetings, you sit down with a coffee and some biscuits and kind of have a brainstorm? Could that brainstorm actually happen by you and your colleague going out for a walk around the block for half an hour? Um, quite often people get a lot more um, ideas. 
of when they're outside walking anyway and also people often a lot more open to talking so if you are maybe a manager and you want to kind of really open get one of your colleagues to open up to you it can be very hard when you're sat face to face in the office with them to want to kind of break down those barriers but if you get out walking with them and they don't have to kind of watch you into your eyes they're often a lot more open so again try things like that just think how can you kind of either reduce your energy intake at home or at work through some of your behaviours or how can you increase your energy expenditure at home or at work through introducing some new behaviours and and the last thing I want you to do is really kind of refocus on the mentality of why you're doing what you're doing so we live in society where kind of especially as females fat loss is kind of has been pushed into us with absolute years that it's a thing we should all want to be a certain size we should all be on some type of fat loss journey dieting has just become the norm and actually it's trying to evaluate whether that is actually what you want so sometimes as I said at the start of this podcast your behaviors and patterns have changed which have resulted in the plateau through choices that you've maybe subconsciously made so you might have been putting socializing and and enjoyable meals with your family and friends above your fat loss journey And that can be absolutely fine. Um, That's a decision that you make and it's only yours to make. But I want you to own that decision and be conscious of that decision. Um, And equally, if actually no, if you really evaluated what your kind of goals are in life and what your kind of most important things are in life, if fat loss really is up there, um, then you're going to prioritise it. Um, But I would really try and hone in on why fat loss is a priority for you. So it's not necessarily just because you want to be a stone lighter, it's how that's going to make you feel. So it might be you're really lacking in confidence at the moment and you feel that the fat loss is going to make a difference to your confidence. And then with that newfound confidence, you also want to think about what you would do with it. So let's say you really actually want to go for a promotion at work, but you have no confidence at the moment. You don't think people are going to take you seriously. You feel very insecure in your own body and you've got no confidence to go into an interview room. That is your why, okay? So it's not now about fat loss. It's about you having the confidence in your body to achieve in your career what you want to achieve. So when you're then making decisions in regards to how you're going to live your life now to be in a fat loss stage, you need to keep reminding yourself of that why. Because you want to go up the career ladder, because you want to have the confidence to apply for that job and to do a presentation as part of the application form and to have confidence to stand up in team meetings and talk to your team if you get the job. And keep focusing on that as your why, so that when you're then doing, I don't know, going out for a walk to get your 10,000 steps in, and it's a cold and it's a wet day, you can reframe it in your head that you're choosing to go for a walk because you want to feel better in yourself, and you're proving to yourself that you're confident and you can achieve anything, rather than telling yourself that you just have to go and do it to burn some calories. And if you start spinning everything around in your head, so you can see the positive and why you're doing anything, and it's a choice that you've consciously made in line with your values and what you want to achieve in life, you're way, way more likely to do it. And equally, while going through that thought process, actually, if fat loss doesn't sit a high enough at your priority list anymore, own that decision and be happy with that decision and stop beating yourself up about it, okay? Life is for living, you live it the way that you want to enjoy it. And if you're in a state of happiness, then don't base your happiness based on your your weight base it on kind of your social enjoyment your family your friends if you go to bed happy at night and you don't actually think about the size that your body that you're in then just be comfortable with that and maybe 
It might be that weight loss isn't for you now and it might be you want to return to it in a couple of years time. So that is all in regards to um, kind of the weight loss plateauing. So I said, first things first is kind of reset, have a look at the calories you're eating, have a look at the calories you're spending and try and just get them back consistent to maybe where you were before. If they're back consistent and they still aren't achieving your goals, then you can look at a few other things either dropping your calories ever so slightly in regards to what you're consuming, um, upping your calories in regards to what you're expending through kind of more non-exercise activity as well as exercise activity. Look at your habits and behaviours that you're doing at home and in the workplace and see how you can tweak them to, again, positively impact this calorie deficit that you're trying to create. Remember that everything that you do now through your fat loss journey, you're going to have to sustain for the long term to maintain that lower body so choose things that you're going to enjoy and you're going to happy, going to be happy doing and create habits out of them. And lastly, work on your mindset, work on reframing everything, understand your reasons why you want to lose weight and the impact that is going to have on yourself as a whole and keep that at the forefront of your mind every time you've got to kind of make a decision on, on action or behaviour in life. All right, that's all for now. Any questions, please do give me a shout. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Bye.